Oh, I love these kind of programs because boiled down to its essence, all of our lives are stories that intersect and interweave with each other. And when you share your story with somebody else, something good happens. I think that's going to happen with Justin today. He was a young man in a little bit of trouble. He'd made some bad decisions in life. You know anybody like that? Praying for anybody like that? Don't give up, friend. And the decisions that he had made led him on a path that kind of brought him to the end of himself. And part of his story we'll hear today intersects with his military service, and part of it deals with the music that he now sings. It's interesting, yesterday we talked with Michael Card, who has made the decision to basically retire from music after decades of traveling and singing and speaking. And Justin is on the other end. He's been doing this for a decade or so, performing live, recording albums. His latest is titled Made New. I think you're going to enjoy the conversation and the music straight ahead at the Radio Backyard Fence. Let's get going. First, to thank you to Ryan McConaughey doing all things technical. Trish is our producer. Tahir is in the chair today. Lisa is answering your calls. And uh, we're going to have some help from John Garrison in Nashville, too. John, thank you. And thank you for your year-end support. Every December, I wonder, how in the world are we going to reach our goal by the last day of the year? And listeners always come through. You have been so generous, and I want to thank you for allowing us the space here on the radio to have the kind of conversations we get to have. I think they're important. And if you agree, call or click through today if you haven't. Patricia in Montana gave yesterday for the very first time. Stephen did that a few days ago. He he wrote that he's been listening a long time but just hasn't had the financial stability to give, but he was able to this month. Stephen, thank you. And uh, I thank you right now as my novel, Saving Grayson. I started it more than three years ago. It's finally here. I'd love to send you a copy. Call 866-95-FABRY. Give a gift of any size. We'd love to thank you with that. 866-953-2279. Or you can go to chrisfabrylive.org and you'll see how you can be a friend or partner with us right there. Chris Fabry, F-A-B-R-Y. chrisfabrylive.org where you'll also find out about Justin Gambino. And my guess is his story is going to encourage you to keep praying for somebody else. He says his hope for his newest songs is that they will call the prodigal home. Let's see what happens today. He's singer-songwriter. His second full-length studio recording has been released titled Made New. He's open for Toby Mac, for King & Country, Crowder, Casting Crowns, others. You can find out more about him at chrisfabrylive.org. We have a link to that new project. But I want you to hear his story. Justin, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? Hey, man, I'm good. How are you? You're, I'm doing great. You're originally from Texas, born and raised? Yes, sir. Born and raised about an hour south of Houston. And you grew up in a family with six kids. You're right in the middle, you told yep. me. Yep, yep, you got it. Homeschooled? My entire life. <laughs> My now, entire life. A lot of people who homeschool feel of a lot of the perception is if you homeschool, then you're not going to, your kids are all going to, you know, come out on the other end with it. And that doesn't always happen, does it? It doesn't always happen. I, I would say, um, I think, I think what helped me a lot, especially with, uh, just socializing, getting well socialized with other kids my age. Um, I started getting invited to all the the dances, the homeschool dances, or not homeschool. I'm sorry, homecoming, 
Homecoming dances. There's no homeschool dances. Yeah, the bro. homeschool dances are really small. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's like, all right, come over here. Let's do a little two-step. No, the home, the homecoming dances, the prom dances, I was getting invited to those. And that's whenever my, you know, my circle of friends started to expand a little bit. Um, the, the, I remember the cartoon and it was a uh, homeschool reunion. It was just one, <laughs> <laughs> one guy sitting in the corner drinking punch, you know, and, but we, we have been champions for homeschool, you know, on this program and Moody radio, I go back to the you know, 1980s and, and having conversations with the Moors and others about, you know, if you don't like the way that things are going in the, in the culture and in the school system, that this is a viable oper- uh, alternative Especially yeah. if you're you, you're good at teaching. What were your parents good at teaching you? Oh, absolutely. Well, my dad worked full time, um, so he was working. It was my mom that would teach us full time. I don't know how she did it. I don't know how she did it with six kids, but she did it. And uh, man, a lot of respect to her. Mm-hmm. Um, thankful for her, and just you know, she didn't kill us. I mean, we, we <laughs> probably we probably gave her plenty of opportunities to. Uh, to, to just be like, you know what, you can you can move out now, or you can start paying rent. I'm tired yeah. of you kids. <laughs> Did she allow you to to go into the music, into the writing, and the songwriting, and that kind of thing? Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, they were really uh, supportive um, whenever they saw that I was getting really interested in the guitar. At the age of 15, one of my best friends got a guitar, and every time I'd go to his house, he would. I would ask him to teach me a couple new chords and a strum pattern, and and it was that following Christmas. You know, they were paying attention to that, and that following Christmas, I got my first guitar at the age of fifteen. What so kind they of were guitar very, was it? What was it? It was a Jasmine by Takamini, and <laughs> uh, yeah, it, and I still have it. I really? I still have it to this day. Have it up in the uh, in the loft at home, and uh, I, I don't I don't break it out or play it. You know, it's pretty old, and it I toured with it. Um, I think in like 2015, 16, and maybe a little bit in 17, but I just left it at home after a couple of years of touring. Yeah. And, uh, they put me in piano lessons like six years prior to the, to the, uh, you know, my, the first pickup of the guitar. Um, but I just did not like the piano. No offense, Walter, Walter's on my left and he's standing in front of a piano and no offense. I didn't <laughs> like, the, I didn't like the piano. <laughs> and, uh, and so. Yeah, but what was crazy, I, my dad told me just a few years ago um, that whenever I told him that I wanted to quit piano, the teacher pulled him aside and said, hey, he doesn't see it, and uh, you may not see it, but um, the kid's going to be a musician. So whenever he picks, out yeah. his, when he picks out his instrument, you know, you nurture that. And it was about six years later, I got, my, got that little jasmine. <laughs> That's the attentive parent who listens, who does it, you know, train them in the way that they should go or they, mm-hmm. they you know, where their bent is. Mm-hmm. And that's what your parents did for you. Good for them. But at 15, you, you got a job and you started mm-hmm. to, what was it? Where did you work in a pizza shop or a music I shop? What did you do? I worked at Arby's. Okay. Arby's was my first job. And uh, yeah, I, I, I look back now as part of my testimony, I'm thinking, Yep, 15, got my first guitar. 15, I got my first job. Looking back now, I'm thinking, okay, just whenever whenever the Lord started putting that guitar in my hands, because that's the calling he's had on my life, the enemy was really paying attention. Because at my first job, that's when I started getting 
um, introduced to a totally different crowd than than the crowd that I was raised around, which was, you know, other homeschoolers and, and, mm-hmm. and kids in my youth group and, you know, kids at youth camp. And, and so just getting introduced to a different crowd and started getting um, on the wrong path. And that would eventually lead then to some bad decisions that you made to, mm-hmm. to the extent that you were standing in front of a judge. How, how did yep. you get there? Well, um, there was many weekends where I was trying to just fit in with this crowd of friends where, you know, drinking, partying, waking up hungover, going to church that following Sunday, wearing two different masks, um, or at least wearing the church mask and then, and then really who I was on the, on the other days of the week. And I was just trying to fit in with those, with those other, uh, groups of kids and it turned into breaking and entering and theft and before I knew it. And that, and whenever I found myself in front of the judge, that was at the, it, I was just two months after graduating. Um, I was 18 years old. It was July of 04 and I had graduated in May. So it was just two months, just weeks after I graduated, I was standing before that judge. Well, who thought it was a good idea to break in and steal? What, what were you trying to steal? Oh, it was just money. We were just trying to buy some stuff and, and, and oh yeah, that's all it was. It was just the theft of money and and I remember whenever the cops showed up at my house and they're like, "Hey, we have you on camera." And I was like, "No, you don't." Like I was just I was super rebellious. I'm like, "No, no you don't." My mom's looking over at me with this glare like she's going to kill me. And I'm lying to the cops straight to their face. I'm like, "You didn't get me on any cameras. Like you're looking for someone else." And it was maybe just a few hours later like I'm showing up at the police station with all the money and I'm like, I did it. You're right. I'm wrong. And, uh, and yeah, that was just, just a, just a moment where it was like, I've never done anything like that before, you know? And I remember standing before that judge and that judge was like, I've never seen you before. I'm looking for a record that does not exist. Like I've never seen you before. Um, either this is your first time, uh, doing this or it's your first time getting caught. And you don't look like a good criminal. <laughs> like you, you don't look, like you're a very bad one. <laughs> you, you, you didn't do a very good job of covering your footsteps, and you know, and all that. And so um, he just, you know, just like you did uh, before we jumped on air, you were asking me about my my family, how many siblings, and he was asking those same questions. Hmm. Like, how many siblings do you have? Who is your parents in the picture? Um, do they work? Or you know, what's the home life like? And and, you know, and that's, that's whenever I was thinking like, where is this going to go? You know, yeah. cause I thought I was going to be going to jail at the end of that day. Well, and that's part of the story and that judge and then the courthouse and the courthouse steps. You've got to hear the rest of the story of Justin Gambino. And then we're going to hear some music that came out of what he's dealt with in his life. We're going to continue on the other side. If you go to chrisfabrylive.org, you'll find out more about Justin and his new album. It's titled Made New. More straight ahead on Moody Radio. If you have a prodigal in your life, I want you to listen to Justin's story. Justin Gambino is a songwriter, performer, recording artist from Houston. Uh, He's born in Brazoria County, Texas, in the city of Lake Jackson, and you can find his new album, Made New. We have a link to it right there, chrisfabrylive.org. We're going to hear some music from...
from Justin, and uh, Walter's going to join in with him. But I want to close the loop on this. So is it fair to say that your parents, when you were arrested and you stood in front of this judge, that that crushed them? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember the look on my mom's face whenever she went with me down to the police station to help count the money that I was returning. Um, and, uh, I mean, I was just humiliated and embarrassed and felt so ashamed. And, uh, she was just mad. I mean, I didn't want to even look at her because she was just, and you could just tell, like, I mean, over in the corner, she just, she's trying not to fall apart. Um, you know, just graduated high school and, and here I am getting arrested for theft. Um, they didn't raise me like that, you know? And with the homeschool, it's like you're not supposed to you you're not supposed to do this. And the guarantee yeah. is, if you homeschool and you spend all this time, it's, your child's not going to make a bad decision like that. Well, that's there's no guarantee like that. Okay, yeah. so you're standing yeah. in front of the judge. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the judge asking those questions kind of intuits that you know maybe there maybe there needs to be something else done rather than going to to jail to prison. Yeah. What happened? Well, at this point, you know, I was actually with a buddy of mine that was a pretty good influence on me. We were going to join the Navy together. Um, We had done like all the, you know, the only thing I hadn't done at this point was sign the dotted line because they said that he couldn't go in due to some medical stuff. And I was like, well, if you're not going to go in, I'm not going to go in. So it was like, I took it off the table. But whenever I told my lawyer, he was, he was like, Hey, the judge might ask you, you know, or he might give you a choice. Like, what are you prepared to tell him? And I said, well, I, I mean, I would be down to join the military. And so, and then fast forward a little bit when we're standing in front of the judge and judge is asking all these questions. And he was like, I, I really want to give you an option here um, rather than just putting you in jail with a felony on your record. You could, you could do that. You can go that route, you know, or um, we can figure out an alternative. And um, my lawyer was like, well, your honor, Justin, Justin has, you know, signed up, you know, he's done everything, but signed the mm-hmm. dotted line to go into the U S Navy. Would you, would you consider that? And the judge was like, absolutely. Like, I want to give this kid, you know, another opportunity here. And, uh, so he, I remember him looking at me, he said, all right, this is what's going to happen today. You're still going to go down to the jail. They're still going to take your picture, take your fingerprints. It's going to be super uncomfortable. You're just going to have to do it. This is the consequences of your of your actions. And uh, I'm going to sign you up for a lot of community service. You're you're not going to get just get off the hook. And then I want you to join. Go down to the recruiter's office and sign that dotted line. Hmm. And uh, and so I was like, all right. But I remember whenever he slammed that hammer down, I jumped. It was like, man. And I really thought at that time, my hopes and dreams of doing music was just, it was out the window because picked up the guitar three years before that. And even, even helping out at the, you know, the youth worship team and all that stuff. And, and I just really thought that was out the window. But God, <laughs> but, but God, God. <laughs> loves to do, and, and it would be wrong to say, you know, in the, went into the Navy, I believe you went to Iraq as well. In mm-hmm. 07. Um, in 07. Um, that everything was peaches and roses and, and everything from there on. There, you, you had struggles as you went into the military too, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was, I was still, um, I wasn't hanging out with the same crowd then before 
um, I went into the military, but I was still struggling with a lot of addiction in my life. Um, I was um, just putting God on the back burner. I, I was not given any time of my day. And, but that, I mean, I just remember it was, it was about halfway through my deployment in 07 whenever I went to the chapel on base and there was like a, you know, the entire congregation of like 12 of us and the chaplain asks, does anyone here know how to play the guitar? Does anyone here have experience leading worship? And, and I was just, you know, I was real reluctant to raise my hand and didn't want to do that. And next thing I know, I'm, he's looking at me cause I'm raising, I'm raising my hand. And calling my dad to send me that that guitar that they got me with the age of fifteen, you know, asking him to send me that guitar. Wow, what do you think your dad thought? Well, we don't have time. I was hoping you were going to ask because I, <laughs> really? I really, I really wanted to answer this question. Okay, um, I actually just got the opportunity maybe about a month or so ago to ask my dad what what were, was going through your mind, what were your emotions whenever you heard the voice of your prodigal son calling home and saying, dad, there's this opportunity for me to lead worship. Can you, can you send me my guitar? And I remember him telling me, he said, well, we were praying for a long time. And when you left to go over to Iraq, it was like, we all inhaled and we just prayed. He's like, and whenever you called, I knew that the Lord was doing some work and I felt like I could just exhale. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? That's just, well, and I'm thinking about that person who's listening today, who is where your dad was when you were in Iraq, you know, mm, mm. who just, you know, is crying out to God, uh, do do something. And I want you to hear Justin's story today, not to say that that same thing will happen to will happen to you. I don't I don't know. But that the possibility is there for God to grab hold of that young person's heart and turn, well, it, it does it in the story, you know, eating with the pigs realizes my dad, you know, I'd have three squares at least if I went. And when he goes home, his father is running to meet him. So yeah. you've got this album. Um, and I, there, there's a song on there. What, what are you going to play for us? There's actually, you're going to do a little Christmas with this, right? Yeah. Do a little bit of Christmas mashup. I mean, it is Christmas time. Yeah. So there, there's a song uh, that kicks off the album. It's called Courage. And, uh, you know, kind of one of those, journey, you know, come along this journey with me and let me share a little bit about what I've been through and how I'm persevering and how I'm not going to give up, how I'm not going to lose hope. And so, yeah, you, you, you want to hear a little let's bit of that? Do, let's do Courage and Little little Christmas with your Taylor 224 Deluxe and Walter's going to join in as well. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. There are days when I start to lose sight of who I'm born to be And the voices inside of my head I start to believe They say that I'm going nowhere And where I am I don't belong but something inside my heart says they're wrong I won't give up I won't lose hope As long as you're breathing this air into my lungs I won't let go I won't let go 
The road on this journey can sometimes be so hard to bear And sometimes it's hard to find someone who says that they care But there are those who would believe that I've got something to say And it's those very people who inspired my leap of faith I won't give up I won't lose hope As long as you're breathing this air into my lungs I won't let go And I'll stand tall I'll stand my ground Fighting on my behalf My courage I found Yeah, my courage I found This courage that I found Has always been inside of me This courage that I found has always been inside of me. Hey. I won't give up. I won't lose hope. As long as you're breathing this air into my lungs, I won't let go.
He rules the world with truth and grace And makes the nations prove The glories of His righteousness And wonders of His love And wonders of His love And wonders, wonders of His love Justin Gambino, along with Walter Hallowell, is from Made New, the song Courage. Of course, Joy to the World's a little older. And isn't it great that, Justin, you did what you just sang about, let every heart prepare him room. That's what you did. You prepared room in your heart. Now, here's the thing. We're going to hear a song in the next segment. There's something that happened. You told the story about that judge. And what the judge said gave him mercy and allowed him to go into the military. A lot of community service, too. But something happened on the steps of that courthouse, and you got to hear that story. If you've got a prodigal in your life, you keep listening. This is Chris Fabry Live on Moody Radio. Online, chrisfabrylive.org. Oh, there's a lot of hope here when we tell our stories. We'll get back to Justin in a moment. Vince at CareNet sent me an email with some encouraging news about the impact that ministry is having. Their long-term strategy at CareNet is to care for the person considering abortion long after they make the decision about their unborn child. CareNet wants to introduce those considering abortion to the abundant life that's found in Christ. That's where real transformation happens, as we're hearing about today. So eight years ago, CareNet launched its church engagement initiative to empower local churches to offer compassion and hope and help and discipleship to those who are considering abortion and to bring them into their own congregation and in the community. So CareNet is showing that the accusations of, you only care about the baby until it's born, those accusations are not true. Find out more about CareNet and how you and your church can become involved. Click the green CareNet button at chrisfabrylive.org. Somebody you know or someone you will know is going to need the ministry of CareNet. Find out more at chrisfabrylive.org. Click that green CareNet button today. We're hearing a real story of hope from Justin Gambino. His new album is Made New. We just heard the song Courage. I mentioned that judge. So the judge sentenced you to community service and then to go in the military. And you spent how many years? Was it eight years in the Navy? I signed up for eight years. Okay. Yes. Signed up in 2005. You didn't come out of that unscathed either because there there was PTSD. There was some lingering effects of what you experienced there, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, even whenever, you know, the guitar was back in my hands, whenever I was in Iraq leading worship, I thought, you know, okay, now I'm getting back on the right track and now I can, you know, leave all these uh, issues I, I brought over here with me. I can just leave them here. And whenever I got home, I, I was, um, uh, you know, just very mistaken that now I have all this other stuff that, that follows you back from being in a war zone and like, uh, you know, PTSD and, and depression. And, and I had some really bad anger issues. Um, and so just didn't really have an outlet for any of that. Um, I mean, I go to the gym, but what is that going to do for your spirit? You know, um, but I'll never forget a mentor of mine, um, was in my life at that time. And, and he invited me to a Friday night Bible study. And, you know, I I look back and I just see how, how many times the Lord was putting that guitar back in my hands, um, to, to just pull me closer to him through times of worship. What, did you ever go back and talk with that judge? Does the judge know what happened? Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I've connected with, um, the judge that was in the seat. Um, I've connected with, so his brother is like the, the current County judge. Um, I've connected with all those guys again. And, um, what's, what's crazy is that, um, you know, coming back from the road in 2020, um, if I can, give a little bit of context of, I mean, do you want to, do you want to get to the, the, the courthouse revivals yet? Let's do it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So in the midst of all the cancellations and shutdowns in 2020, that's whenever I really, um, felt like the Lord was convicting me of just treating him like a house guest and not, um, not giving him access to every single room every single corner of my heart and he wanted to make my heart his home and and I I just never forget when he told me when I wrote the song made new he said Justin what breaks my heart is whenever you don't spend time with me when you just treat me like a house guest I just want to spend time with you and um, I felt like whenever he got my full attention um, whenever he said I want you to I want you to go back home and I want you to do a night of worship and revival for your hometown. And I was like, all right, Lord, I'm all game. Where do you want to do it? And he said, I want you to do it at the courthouse. I said, absolutely not. Forget it. You're going to have to, you're going to have to find a different servant or a different venue because I don't like that venue. And, um, and I just could not shake that. I could not, um, as much as I struggle with that and much, as much as I disagreed with what, where the Lord was telling me to do this night of worship, we did it. And on December 12th, 2020. I thought I was going to have all the opposition in the world, but I didn't. I had all the excuses in the world, you know. Um, but we, on December 12th, 2020, we held the first annual Brazoria County Revival um, on the grounds of that courthouse. And I'll never forget. <sighs> I'm trying not to cry, Chris. Um, I'll never forget. We were leading How He Loves, the song How He Loves. And in that moment, everything kind of slowed down. And the Lord said, Justin, I know you remember coming up to this courthouse 16 years ago, feeling hopeless and helpless and at the end of your rope. And I want to let you know, son, that the same plan that I had for you 16 years ago, whenever you were walking up these stairs, is, is the same plan that I have for you now. 
The only difference is, is that I have your full attention. And just this last Saturday, we hosted the fourth annual Brazoria County Revival. And every single year, the judge has been there in, in attendance and and the community has come out and led worship. I mean, if people are on Facebook or Instagram, they could go to that and they can see photos from the from this last Saturday's revival. And it's just been a a full circle story of redemption that just, you know, and it's crazy to think that the story that I buried for so long is the story that God wants to highlight. And the enemy wants you to to keep that guilty, you know. Oh yeah. The oh yeah. Pictures and the fingerprints and all this. He wants oh, yeah. to hold that over you. Oh and yeah. God and says that's not who you are. Yeah, and for too long I, I you know, just like I mean, every prodigal believes, you know, one of a few lies that the enemy's telling him, and I believe that lie for a long time that hey, you've gone too far. You're you know, whenever you come back home, the father's not gonna love you, he's not gonna accept you, you're not worthy to be called his son. And that's all, that's all a lie. You know, that, that, the, the amazing thing about the father's house is you don't even have to make it to the property line. He sees you coming from a long way off and he just runs to you and, and falls on your neck and, and puts the finest robe on you. You know, you know the story, brother. Yeah. Um, and it's just, um, it was a breath of fresh air whenever I was on that stage that first, that first time. And he just started making everything new. I want you to listen to Justin's story, if you're driving down the road and you have had that same feeling, that I'm too far away, I'm too far gone, that's good for Justin, it's not good for me, it's not true. The love that God has for Justin and me is the same love he has for you, and you have not gone too far. Turn around, run, move toward him, he'll run toward you. That's what, that's what the love of God is compelling you to do. So I want you to play the song. Would you play Made New for us? I would love to. I would this is love from to. the album Made New, Justin Gambino. I find myself at the end of the road a weary traveler with nowhere to go my heart is longing searching for hope but i'm afraid i've come to the end of my rope so i fall to my knees because i cannot stand to my feet and I wait I wait for you to have your way to make me new Would you make me new? I'm tired of fighting this on my own 
I'm tired of feeling like I'm all alone The road ahead I know is the only way But I forget to look to you for my strength So I fall to my knees, God Cause I cannot stand to my feet And I wait I wait for you To have your way And make Make me new, rebuild what's torn Make my heart break for what breaks yours And fix my eyes on the things above Remind me that in you I find my home Make me new Rebuild what's torn Make my heart break for what breaks yours And fix my eyes on the things above Remind me that in you I find my is available to you and me today because of what God has done. He came to into this world to save you and me, lived a perfect life, gave himself on the cross, rose to new life so that we might be made new. That's good news. Justin Gambino is with us from the album Made New. It's our featured resource. Just go to chrisfabrylive.org. More with Justin straight ahead on Moody Radio. If you go to our Facebook page, I put a link to a video from Justin or go to his website. We've got links there. If you click through to today's information at chrisfabrylive.org. 
chrisfabrylive.org. Justin Gambino, the album is Made New. You can see that there as well. Uh, Tahir and I were talking in the break, the, the redemption, the redeeming of the place, you know, that God redeemed this place of the steps of that courthouse. And this idea that you got it was December 12th. That was exactly three years ago today, December 12th. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so you didn't I did even not realize, realize that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not even realize the days have yeah. just been kind of a blur. Oh, my gosh. Chris. Okay, so, so Justin, so Justin, now that, so th- this is, you know, you and I didn't plan this. <laughs> Somebody We else. did not plan this. I want you to, to sing into the heart of the person who is either the person who's been praying for the prodigal or for the mm. person who is the prodigal. There's one more song I want you to do. Yeah. It's titled Mercy. Oh my goodness. I love why this you, song. Why don't you do that for us? Let's do it, brother. Find me here in the cool of the morn Naked and afraid of all that I've done You offer your hand in loving touch In the blink of an eye all my shame is gone Oh, I cannot describe all you've done for me If I had to sum it up, I'd call it mercy Now give me the strength to love like you
in the cool of the morn lost for words because of all that you have done Justin Gambino along with Walter Hallowell I told Ryan just now, it sounds like uh, there are more than two guys in that studio. It sounds, <laughs> and you know what? It, it's, it, that's right. It's just like when they looked in and there was supposed to be three guys in the furnace, there was somebody mm. else there. And there God has a, been there walking a fourth man. with you. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I, I want to say this too. Thank you for your service. I know that military service was something that you chose so that, you know, partly, but thank you for your service for doing that. I know there was a cost to you uh, in doing all that. Um, I told you at the beginning of the program, something good happens when you share your story. The shame that the enemy wants to paint all over you is gone when you receive the mercy of God. He was thinking about Justin as he was walking up those courthouse steps all those years ago. He was running toward him in Iraq, and he put a guitar in his hands, and he put a song in his heart, and he's given that to you as you've listened here today. Justin Gambino, thank you for being a good steward of the pain and the struggle and keep singing your songs and I hope we get to talk again down the road. Thank you for having me, Chris. God bless you, brother. If you go to the website, chrisfabrylive.org, click through to today's information. You'll see a link to Justin's website. You'll see a link to the album Made New. And there was other, so many other songs we didn't get to today, but we sang, uh, he sang, they sang, two or three of them that I think will stick in your soul and uh, you can see the videos we have links to those as well if you go to chrisfabrylive.org one of my favorite people in the world is going to be here tomorrow Rosie De Rose we're going to talk about words and Christmas and the love of God on Chris Fabry Live a production of Moody Radio a ministry of Moody Bible Institute thanks a lot for listening